You are listening to the SitRep Podcast, your source for historic wargaming with a fresh perspective. We review the latest and greatest products in wargaming, discuss rules and what-if scenarios, and we cover the news and the latest trends. This is all brought to you by your SitRep command team from around the world. Join us for another riveting conversation here on the SitRep Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. So today is November 1st, 2020, and let's just start off by saying 2020 officially really sucks. Not that it hadn't already, but it officially has sucked. Um, if you have not caught up on our Facebook page yet, and um, we'll make sure we get it on the Discord page as well, uh, we are officially canceling the gaming weekend. Um, not something we relished the idea of doing unfortunately due to covid and the resurgence of such said nastiness we decided uh it was in everybody's best interest to go ahead and cancel it instead of trying rescheduling it so yeah so here we are sorry about that if you guys have already reserved and had put down your deposits we'll make sure you get those back here in the next week or so um, I'm going to be doing a little traveling again, and uh, so it'll be a few days, but we'll get it processed, and um, we'll get it out to you. So, uh, if you had not already heard, um, I don't know, you must live in a rock or somewhere, but um, Sir Sean Connery passed away on Halloween. I don't know if that's appropriate or not, but uh, it's a very sad day around the world. Um, man was very influential. Not only in the spy genre, but in the um, World War II genre, uh, military itself. Um, he played, uh, was it Lieutenant Colonel or Colonel Urquhart in, um, in Bridge Too Far? And he so, was a major general in that, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, was he, he was major general in that? I can't remember what his rank was, but yeah. Um, well, I'm pretty sure he had that division, so I'm not exactly sure how the British military is set up, but I'm pretty sure he had. Uh, Pretty sure he was the divisional commander on that. Okay. All right. It's a reason to watch again. Yep. Reason to watch it again. So, um, among other movies, um, you know, and the funnier sad thing is, and I don't know if I'm jinxing it, but uh, the other day I watched The Rock, you know, with him in it. And um, I had said, man, you know, I wish he would make another movie. But I'm like, God, he's got to be, you know, 90 years old, right? And. I'm like, man, you know, it's going to be a sad day when that man passes. A week later, here we are. So, so it's your fault. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, you can blame me hope for you, it. Hope you don't talk that way about me. Every damn day. <laughs> All right, guys. So, um, I wanted to do some catch-ups on some comments and postings on the Facebook page, and then we're going to talk um, about the direction set rep because, you know, that was our major topic of the last show, and we did receive quite a bit of feedback on that. Um, so I thought we would address that as well, and then, you know, we'll just ramble on as we always do. But uh, I do want to catch up on some comments first. First comment is from a gentleman overseas, and this one's to you, Chris Long. Um, yeah. Geek Villain Mats arrive? Yeah. How are they? Oh, yeah, I, already talk, I already talked to Mac Mac. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we've clarified, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's on my table right right now. 
Can you give us some so quick and first impressions? Uh, freaking amazing. <laughs> okay. it is, yeah, it's really cool. Uh, I've, I've now changed the whole basing style of all my ruined buildings because of this map. Wow. It's, it's that good. Yeah. So there will be a video coming up. Awesome. We're Pretty looking forward to action. that. Looking forward okay. to that. All right. Um, Paul B., we talked about he won the uh, North Hag starter set, and he sent us a thank you picture. And let's see who else here. Uh, oh, uh, speaking of which, Jim, you have gotten quite a few comments, my friend, about your Valor and Victory systems, your add-ons or expansions, however you want to put it. There's people like busting down the door that want you to post them on is it Board Game Geek or somewhere so they can get their hands on it. Right. Uh, yeah, I've seen those. I've seen them on, uh, well, I haven't seen them on Facebook, but I've seen them on YouTube and a couple of places. Um, I'll, I'll, the problem, is, not the problem, the thing is with that, there's like seven or eight different sets. Um, like there's one for the Falcons, there's one for World War One. there's one for Indochina, one for Vietnam, and yes, those are two different things. Uh, there's one for Somalia, there's one for uh, Afghanistan with Australians. Um, there's a couple others in there that I forget. Oh, IDF versus PLO in Lebanon, 82. Mm-hmm. Those were built for virtual play. In order for me to make printable PDF sheets, I could take at least an hour or two a piece. So guys, get specific if there's one you want, because I'm not going to sit down and do them all. Um, you know, and I mean, I can make the pieces for you and I can put it in a, in, in a PDF print sheet um, if you want in standard Valor and Victory sizes. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're not, you're still not really going to have the rules. Those rules were never really written down. Obviously, they're based on Valor and Victory. It's mostly Valor and Victory, but casualty evacuation is not in Valor and Victory. POWs, not in Valor and Victory. Um, medics, not in Valor. Civilians, you know, all, all those uh, helicopters, all those. Uh, modern specific rules we created for Valorant Victory in order to make Valorant Victory a more viable gaming platform for our SITREP content. Um, yeah, none of those are going to be in there. But right. I can make the pieces. Uh, the pieces are all made, but they're like, I have one IDF full squad. I have one IDF half squad and like six IDF leaders. Obviously, for a printable sheet, you need like 20 of each, and that's a whole different formatting thing uh you have to splice it together into a sheet um it's just a lot of real tedious work so if there's one or two that you guys are interested in specifically of all the ones that we featured let me know and i'll I'll try to do those um but just saying hey please print you know what please offer what you have on on that you're talking about like a solid weekend of work Mm -hmm. and and not and not fun work either that's going to be like you have to literally copy and splice these things into the like one at a time converted to a PDF um, it, it's a thing uh, because we have so many of them yeah if you guys have want like one or two in particular let me know and I'll you know I'll knuckle down and do it um, I posted stuff on on board geek board game geek before I'm very active on that site I'm very active on constant world uh, used to be very active on on tabletop of course we're active with sit rep um, there's just there's just a lot going on yeah um, and there's only so many hours in the day so let me know which ones you want specifically and uh, I'll, I'll definitely get to it i promise jim would it be beneficial to have a um, dedicated file sharing platform for just our members to access things like this do you think or? Uh, we the thing is we'd have to fill it up yeah like i said i've got plenty of stuff it's just not 
printable. Sure. What's the word here? Uh, it, it's not. Uh, it's not print friendly. It wasn't. It wasn't designed for that. Right. Um, it's made for you know digital play. I think some people are actually looking to get the digital file so they can run it themselves on Excel. I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm just. Oh, okay. That would be. I mean, you would just get a ton of files. You will get literally hundreds of files. They'll all be small, uh-huh. but that would ironically be a little bit less work because I would literally just grab everything in this file, copy paste, wait for the little blue wheel to spin, and you know, you know, that, then you would have it. Um, it just, you know, it would not be. Oh, look, I can play Valorant Victory in Israel now or in, in Lebanon. Print, paste on cardboard. You know, do what most people do with Valorant Victory. Cut it into squares. You know, actually, you know, now you have physical counters that you can use with your existing, you know, Valorant Victory maps if you want. Right. Um, that's kind of how the Valorant Victory community works. Um, there's everything from every possible thing you can think of in World War II all the way up to, and I'm not kidding, Mars Attacks. Uh, somebody made a Valorant victory for it. Uh, I know I keep threatening this, but one of these days I'm going to do Star Wars in, uh, in Valorant victory. Um, do it. Just, just do it. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, it's not exactly modern combat because it was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far oh. away. But, uh, no, no, but their long time ago could be our future. <laughs> going to sure. say it could be an alternate reality uh, thing. Well, Speaking of alternate reality, you can put IDF paratroopers up against like German infantry, like a time travel <laughs> episode. Um, if I mean, if you put the if, if you printed out all these things on and you know in in, in PDF. Um, so yeah, for the immediate uh, you know question, yeah, guys, it's just that there's a lot of it. So if you like, give me a specific target, yeah, I'll I'll go ahead and PDF that stuff together, and we'll uh, I'll put it on Board Game Geek, and then yeah, if if we had like a place where we could put stuff it might be useful i don't know how many people would get into it but um uh then again we, we could also always post it on discord yep i mean why we, we could always you know do it there as well so why, you know why reinvent the wheel we do have a discord channel and i think that's where i was going with it is why don't we you know if you want jim's hard work and dedication you need to join our discord channel and that's where you'll find it you know you need to be part of the community that uh, we're growing and you know, I personally, that's how I think about it, Jim, is that we should, you know, if we're going to offer anything, it should be on the Discord channel. Yeah, I would, yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, what, what are we, I suppose what building a whole new site or I mean, that's number one, expensive. Number two, yet another address that people have to remember is mm-hmm. another thing to break. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah, well, we already have it. Why, you know, why reinvent the wheel? Right. So that's how I, I feel about uh, it. I think we put it all in our Facebook uh, page files section. So that way Jim has to start using Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck with all. (laughs) (laughs) I can see Jim. Hey, I'm going to get Marty to have him post it. (laughs) You guys can come on discord too. That's right. Communities on discord. That's right. Yep. All right. So, um, Let's talk about the um, direction of the podcast because, like I said, we got quite a few responses uh, regarding that um, topic on our last one. And just to give you guys a quick update, uh, we now have 427 followers on Facebook. I'm looking at the page. So we have climbed steadily uh, since, I think, June is when we started really tracking it. So It's like 100 since then, right? Yeah, just about. So... Hey, I'll take it. And you know, any, anything's good. Uh, now, welcome to 
welcome everybody yeah so okay so let's talk about the the podcast so we would post this the question to everybody out there and we asked for comments and input and it was the where do you see the podcast going have we lost our way should we go back to our roots of modern combat um you know because we started talking about the pirate thing and is it really of interest and things like that and um some of the comments that came out were you know you're one of the only sources for modern warfare gaming that i know of and that's why i came to you so you know there was several of them that were like you know stick to what you know you know this is why i follow you etc and um you know, I thought about this and, you know, obviously I'm looking at the rest of the team for their input as well. I I think that we should concentrate on some modern, but I don't think we should be exclusively modern. Um, I think we should dedicate some time, just a matter of how much, to other historical, um, because that's how we're going to grow our audience. You know, because modern in and of itself is a very small group. And we want we want to honor our original members and why they came to us. But in the same token, we want to be able to um, welcome other people as well, because we have friends in the gaming industry that have no interest in modern games. Um, the, the most modern they'll go is World War Two. Right. Um, because some of them are veterans and, you know, it's just too close to home. If we, if we get too modern, you know, too recent in time. So, um, I don't, you know, I don't know what you guys feel. I, I'm, you know, I'm okay with whatever. I, I just think there's a lot we could be doing, um, to cover all aspects. But again, we want to honor the people that came to us originally and, uh, you know, stuck through us all this time to um follow along and see what we're doing so i don't know what do you guys think i I think we should just uh i think we should stick to what we're doing diversifying a bit uh i think it includes it it includes more people in our hobby but i think what we might want to do is make specific days of the week for modern Mm -hmm. just so that the people so every week they're seeing something modern yeah. So that they don't feel like they're left out, you know, uh, because no one wants to feel like that, you know, Hey, I come to this channel for this, but you guys don't post anything for it. Yeah. Well, if we have a yeah. certain day, like say Mondays, modern Mondays or whatever, then, uh, they feel included. And, you know, that doesn't mean necessarily that we just only post modern stuff on Mondays. We can post it during the week cause something might come out. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I think that, uh, we shouldn't forget about our, our modern um, members and stuff like that. But I think we should also think that if we want to grow our channel, well, we got to include other people in other genres. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that, uh, you know, maintaining a focus on, on moderns, you know, the, the people have spoken, it's kind of where we came from, you know, so, you know, in my mind, uh, you know, it's a little bit of you dance with the one that brung you. However, uh, you know, I've got a bunch of other stuff that, you know, I personally uh, am working on that is historical, but not uh, not modern. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I think that we should share that as, as well, but maybe just not make it the focus of the channel. Sure. 
Jim, what do you think? You, you, I mean, you've really, um, you know, tried to dedicate Sunday gaming to the modern aspect uh, for the most part. So I'm just kind of curious as to your thoughts. Uh, I actually remain kind of unmoved on the whole thing. Um, we started off with modern, obviously, but even when we were just modern, even like 20, well, I kind of joined in, in the beginning of 2019. So late 2018, early 2019, we were like exclusively modern. But mm -hmm. even then, uh, like the first thing I did when I joined the team was like, okay, we're going to redefine what the word modern means. Because yeah. modern has nothing to do with high tech, special forces, tier one operator, little laser sights on the side of your helmet, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> modern has to do with politics. Modern has to do with doctrine, has to do with training, has to do with geostrategic considerations. Modern is post-1945. Um, so that right there, we opened it up a little bit. Yeah. But even when we were just modern, we would occasionally dip our toe in something non-modern. I think we did our uh, our anniversary for Market Garden, uh, which was obviously not modern, mm -hmm. um, while we were still modern. So we would still dip our toe. We've always been. We've always had a little bit of a mix. Yeah. I think some of the other people that have already spoken have kind of hit it on the head, where it's like it's a question of ratio. Um, I've always tried to do fifty-fifty. 50 mm -hmm. post-1945, 50 pre-45. Um, and, you know, pre-1945 pre could be Okinawa. I mean, you know, you're still technically not modern. Yeah. Um, again, it, that seems like a very sharp line, but it's, it's, it's sharp for a purpose. What makes modern warfare modern is television, the Internet, the atomic bomb, and the United Nations. It's, it's limited warfare. That's all, you know, if you had to put modern warfare in a single word it's limited and in world war ii it was not limited obviously um the end of clausewitzian warfare if you want to get all you know highbrow about it or whatever um so i've been doing a little bit i've been doing about 50 50 the only reason i started running letters of mark on sundays was because i thought that's what the community wanted I, we had that little poll right. and uh, it seemed like they voted for pirates so i said okay i don't really know anything about pirates um, I started running Letters of Mark, which isn't even really the best pirate game. But let's run it a couple times and see how it goes. And the streams were, outside of some technical issues, they were okay. Um, but then we find out that the community didn't want this, so they want to go back to modern. So mm -hmm. I, honestly, I'm a little confused. Well, um, to be I'll, I'll tell frank. you, they're going to get some pirates because uh, I, I just uh, bought a bunch of blood and plunder stuff. So. No, sorry, Marty, you're going to have to take it all back now. Sorry. You're right. <laughs> Um, the, the, so boat, yeah, I mean, the boat is painted. The minis are primed. I'm playing blood and plunder. Damn it! <laughs> I, I bought armies for. No, I'm not promising anything. I'm not promising uh -oh. anything. I'm talking. Uh -oh. to, I'm talking to the community now. There we go. Friggin' promising anything. So calm down. <laughs> um, but the, the, uh, two two more op center episodes. Uh, not even episodes. Two more op center series, um, and they are definitely modern. I've dropped a couple hundred bucks on minis on those already. Uh, so those are coming out. Yeah, in other words, I've never forgotten about moderns. Ooh, um, teaser, moderns, teaser. Moderns are definitely at least 50% of what I do. We ran moderns yes, uh, last week in Columbia. We're running moderns again today. Mm -hmm. uh, 2005 British SAS in Iraq, uh, yeah. one of their more historical missions. So, yeah, we're, we're doing moderns. Um, again, whether or not we're going to switch it to 50-50, 75-25, 25-75, I mean, that's, I'm, I'm up to whatever the team wants. Mm -hmm. God knows I've got enough cramp, you know, like, <laughs> you know, stuff like that, or whatever. Um, 
We're shocked to hear that, Jim. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I think 50-50 is a pretty good balance. That's already heavily weighted towards modern. Uh-huh. 50-50 means that we're putting 50% of our work toward the last 70 years of history, and we're putting 50% of our work to the previous 7,000 years of history. Oh, that seems so. Fair. Yeah, 50-50 is it, already pretty modern. When you put it uh, that way. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a numbers guy. I'm a numbers guy. You always go with the numbers. Always go with the facts. Um, yeah, that's. Just, I, I think I, I'm pretty much staying the course until someone tells me otherwise. Like sure. the short version. Yeah. Okay. Gaz, you've been awfully quiet. I'd like to hear from you. Yeah. I, um, you are. You always seem to be that uh, polite Englishman with the sensibility, if you will. <laughs> oh dear. I'm drinking tea, I'm not gonna lie. So. <laughs> Living up to the reputation. Um, I think the hard part is obviously having a small focus means that you have a small group that follows. Uh-huh. Having a wider focus has a wider group that follows. But if the content doesn't come thick and fast enough, they log in, watch the one pirate episode. We don't do pirate for three months and therefore they drop back off again. Right. So I think rather than potentially opening up to as wide a history as we've stated, either focus for a period of time on a piece of history or a period or um, literally pick some of the main ones and run with them as the additionals rather than keep it so broad. I see. Okay. Um, Yeah, because, I mean, you can go all the way back to... Rome's obviously very popular. I imagine we get a lot of, you know, a lot of history out of the Roman Empire. The Greeks could tie into that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, we're starting to look at how, how broad a spectrum, because if nobody likes Romans, um, then they won't tune in. But a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. Um, pirates, for example, is quite a small pool. Yeah. mainly based around blood and plunder becoming a very popular game. Mm-hmm. Uh, more than anything, because if you'd have plucked that out of the air prior to the miniatures, most people probably wouldn't have known that much about it. True, true. No, that makes sense. Again, there he goes, the sensible Brit. <laughs> and 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 he actually he actually brings up a really good point, or, or or makes me think about something. Is how I mean, yes, we've we've opened up the books or whatever to all of history, but how far have we really strayed? I mean, not far, okay, honestly. Since, since we've been doing, oh, we're going to do all history, well, the first thing is very daunting. Holy crap, how are we possibly going to come out with that much content? Uh, we haven't, let's be fair. Um, but, okay, how, I mean, where have we really gone so far? Okay, we've done a lot of World War II, cause, because. Um, and other than that, it's been American Revolution a couple times and Pirates. And... Uh, my American Revolution numbers weren't the best as far as views and comments and whatever, um, but that's to be expected. American Revolution isn't even that popular here in the here in the United States. But um, I don't know if it was pirates. I mean, what do you guys think? Was it was it pirates that kind of triggered this? Uh, yes. You know, hey, you guys have really because I mean, for some people, pirates don't feel very historical. I mean, obviously we know they were, but for some people, I think they don't feel that way, which is a shame. But I think it is what it is. Um, do you guys kind of agree with that? Or? Uh, from my point of view, you're uh, you're right on. You hit the target right at the bullseye. Um, I think to a lot of people, to your point, they don't consider it historical. It's more 
popcorn, if you will, you know, because they probably equate it to the freaking Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Let's be honest, right? The most popular thing in the last 15, 20 years. So, yeah, so, you know, when it comes down to it, and how much true pirate historical literature stuff did we review in school, you know, in high school or whatever, you know, sometime during your education, unless you were a true historical um, history major in college, even then, how much did you really commit to piracy, you know, and we're talking the the actual, you know, 1700s, 1600s, 1700s piracy, Um you know, my, my extent of my education was probably a couple pages in a history book. And we talked about the East India trading company. That was it. Right. So, um, I think pirates in itself is one of those things that should not be a task that we commit a lot of time or energy to, because a lot of people are probably just not interested in it. I mean, let's not, you know, slam blood and plunder. It's a great game. It's a great thing, but as an audience wide and to attract new members, it's not going to get you there. I would agree with that. Do we, do we look at sort of the the history behind the fiction, how we've done with 13 days equals 13 uh, 13 hours? So far with, with pirates, we've done it exactly once. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't even the most stupendous effort. I mean, no. It was like a couple hours of research on the internet. Um, just thinking, the, okay. Sorry, Jim. I was thinking more general, as in, should that be the type of thing? Like Rock's Drift, for example. Do we cover the history of what people have seen as the film Zulu? Do we do we look at modern filmography and, and what's been remade and say, oh, it's, this is the movie? See, now there the is an idea. That... You, you know, I was kind of, when you started talking about it, I, it started clicking in my head, Gaz. We pick one of these pivotal movies, historical-based movies, and I'm, I'm just using Jim as an example, so Jim, don't freak out that, you know, my, I'm committing you to something. But let's take Rourke's Drift as an example, okay? The movie Zulu, okay? Um, the Michael Caine movie. We could do... It, from a, a multi-pronged approach, we do some kind of, it could be the Hex Encounter type, like a Valor Victory game or something similar. I mean, I have two games right now for Rourke's Drift sitting on my shelf. Um, so we could do that kind of playthrough. We could do a miniatures base because I do have the Horns of Buffalo set from Warlord. So we could do the tabletop version. Jim could do almost like an op center that breaks down the movie and does a comparative to real life and explains it. You know what I'm saying? An analysis. Does that make sense? Hmm. So it makes sense. Other YouTubers have done that. Okay. Pretty extensively. Okay. Uh, the history buff has taken the movie and like deconstructed it compared to history and some other guys. Um, I would be up for it, but I'm just saying that, you know, it's, it wouldn't exactly be, you know, breaking fresh ground. On okay. That. All right. I was just wondering, are we reinventing the wheel here? Or, I mean, is there some meat on the bone that we could, you know, make these good projects? Was that oh, something you were thinking of, Gaz? Yeah, I mean that was that was where I was coming from in that because taking it all the way from the history and the fiction to digital play being hex mm-hmm. and physical miniatures and maybe even a physical table would cover all elements of our hobby on a yeah. single time period, quite a small window mm-hmm. that people know. Therefore, they'll click on it. It's clickbait. Yeah. Sounds bad. 
but it is. <laughs> but, you know, also it gives us structure in a project, you know, just like the 13 hours we had this goal, you know, we, we knew how we were going to do this. So it gave us content in a way because we knew we had to meet these timelines. We had to do this, yada, yada, yada. So, you know, the only thing that stopped the tabletop video from going out, it's done is the editing because it's just so much raw footage. I'm, you know, like I said, I think the total t filming time was four and a half hours of filming time from three different cameras and trying to consolidate it because the camera's file system was dividing them up into snippets, like 29 minute snippets, because for whatever reason, the Europeans decided camera video files cannot be more than 29 minutes long. Why? I don't know. So I got to melt them all together so I can get a decent uh, file and then go ahead and edit them. So it's, it's a work in progress. We're going to get there. I mean, Rogue Strip was just an example as well. Yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, Roman battles, or yeah, you know, you, you could really tie everything in to some things that people don't know that much about, but recognize the two parties involved. Yeah, yeah, that's not, that's not why you said work stripped and Bill's eyes lit up. He's like, <laughs> I've got it in the basement. Let's do it now. <laughs> oh, yeah, that, that was definitely a dated trap. Which, by the way, he does so. <laughs> Well, I, mean, I, I know we're kidding, but there is something to be said for, hey, let's start off with something that we're already equipped for. I mean, let's, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's not make it any harder on ourselves than we have to. I mean, you know, if we've already got some stuff that would that would fit the bill, why not start there? And I bet we could find printable Zulu warriors that Chris and I could print a ton of and gas on our resin printers. I was gonna say, yeah. Chris, you are you're a resident uh, <laughs> printer junkie. <laughs> yeah, I just bought another one too. Nice. <laughs> I bought a large format printer. I like saw that. Large. Is that a CR yeah. one? It's it's a, it's. Uh, I have a favorite brand of filament, uh -huh. and it's made by Sunlu. Okay, it's one of their first printers. Oh, this is their very first printer, and it is. Huge, twelve by twelve by fifteen. Nice. Damn. Yeah, yeah. you can print out cars one to one on it. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Excellent. In fact, so one I would like to see just randomly. Go ahead. What we were chatting would be um, how we built up to the charge of the light brigade at the Battle of Belgrade. Oh yeah. Because yeah. we know the story of the charge, but very few people know anything about the build up. So that would be a good one. For, as an example. Yeah. Yeah, that would be. The uh, Siege of Sevastopol, isn't it? Yeah. Korean War, 1853? Yeah, I think it was in October the following year that the, the actual charge was. But, yeah, what a crazy moment that they got the wrong valley and charged yeah. with, a, with a cavalry. Well, I charge. think that's... And, <laughs> and it's nothing like they, the movie. They, yeah. They kind of kept going after they realized they had the wrong... Like, yeah, we're in it. Yeah, we're in it now. Let's go, boys. We're in it, and we have orders. So if we turn around, we'll probably take <laughs> more cash. It was a yeah. It was one of those moments. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, got, cool. I've got a I got a history thing for you guys. Okay. Okay. Uh -oh. Do you know where Victoria Cross has come from? Gaz probably knows. Yes. Well, there's only so much of it left. It's metal yeah. from. Hold on, I know this. It's yeah. There's only oh, an actual. 
smelting question. Okay. Yeah, it's no, it's, it's it's the metal. Is it from a cannon? I can't remember, but it, it's 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 the metal from some battle that there's only a very limited number, so. I can't remember the exact, but I know it's, I know why, or I just can't remember the actual details. Yeah. So it's um, two cannons from the Crimean War that the British captured. Yeah. Uh, but I think there was something, there was another cannon used prior to that. I want to See, say. this American ain't as dumb as he looks. Well, I've had a Victoria Cross in my hand. What? Time. Yeah. Because I'm a former Seaforth Highlander. When I, I joined the Canadian Armed Forces when I was 16 as an Army Reservist, and my best friend, who's no longer alive, uh, his great uncle was Smokey Smith, who was Canada's last Victoria Cross winner. No kidding. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, I'm uh, a big fan of uh, old Captain Charles Upham, who's yes, one of the Upham. few people that has a VC with a bar, which means he's yeah. the second one. <laughs> Yeah, he's got two. He won two. two. All right, somebody's got to tell me that guy's story sometime. And he's a New Zealander. Yeah, uh, during the Second World War, Africa was the first one, I believe, mm. or both so, of them in Africa. So crazy, um, some yeah, some crazy people out there. Right, uh, some ridiculous moments of bravery. Um, I think there's only three people have got two. I think one was a medic or a surgeon. Yeah. I can't remember much about him. Uh, I don't know the second one, and Charles Upham was the third one because I did a lot of reading up on him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, these are the people, these are the moments that we could touch on. That mm-hmm. uh, You know, people know the fragment of information or they've seen a little bit of a film or know the story but don't know the history, and therefore we can bring that through hobby um, to them as well. Yeah. I like that. I, I, I like the prospect of taking an event and having an educational opportunity to it as well as game playing it, you know, because yeah, no, I mean, I like the idea. I don't know what you guys think. I mean, yeah. obviously Gaz thinks it's a good idea. Yeah. No, I'm down. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I, think it, I think it makes it more and more, um, relevant you know it's not just something you know uh that it's not just a scenario made up or whatever Mm -hmm. you know i mean and that you know that there's some really cool history out there that maybe not everyone knows that uh would be good to share yeah i and then the way with this is you could pick some battles from certain conflicts and you know up you know whether there's a movie or a book or something you know do a, a, a an educational portion of it and then replay it you know it could be a certain battle i'm going to use the american civil war as an example you could do some battle in the american civil war we'll say chickamauga you know you could do chickamauga and you know there could be a, a video presentation and this is the battle this is what people believed this is the reality of it because part of it is you could do a video thing on the actual conditions because why I'm thinking of this is I just saw a news piece last night about a teacher up in Skets, somewhere in Canada, Saskatchewan. Yeah. Is that what it, how you pronounce it? And uh, yeah. he made his hist- history students dig a trench like in World War One. Yeah. Yep. 
<laughs> Have fun with that, boy. Yeah, right? <laughs> so they got to, they dug a nine meter long trench, six meter or two meter deep. And, you know, they put in the wood planking and it was wet and muddy. And so they got to see how troops of World War One truly experienced the battle, obviously outside of the gunfire and the gas and the artillery and yada, yada. But the actual living conditions and to be able to highlight the truth in some of the education, you know, this is what happened without being gruesome, obviously. We want to be educational, but not gruesome. And then to relevate transition into gaming and then into miniature so you know gas could do a brewing view on how this soldier's uniform would look you know and paint it yada yada and you know we can have a chris or myself or marty or somebody could do a terrain piece and then jim has got you know the video production of the educational part or you know a, a digital virtual game and then the miniatures and it could be in different scales which is nice because obviously such like a civil war battle it's going to be in a smaller scale because you're not going to do it in 28 millimeter unless you're insane. Um, so it doesn't disqualify any of us. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say that they're, they're not currently using the football stadiums for football, so we can set the game up there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'd have to. <laughs> I don't know, Jim. What do you think? You've been awfully quiet. Oh, I'm just listening. Okay. Um, the wheels are turning. This sounds a little bit like what we've been doing on Sundays. Yeah. Um, although not on a multi-spectrum basis. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just advise that we uh, take it a little light on the history, only because, at least from my experience, I don't know, maybe the history isn't boring. Maybe I'm just boring. Um, people tend to start, uh, I, I start hearing a lot of foreheads bouncing off of keyboards. Gotcha. Uh, when I'm into like, you know, uh minute 45 of how the battle of Prokhorovka was actually set up or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I try to get, I try, I'm trying to get much more, uh, directly into the gameplay. Gotcha. So I think that's what more people are, are getting into. Um, that may not be true for everybody. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I may not be, uh, that may not be a hundred percent accurate, but that would be my only, uh, advice on that. I think your up centers do quite well, don't they, Jim? I know um, that more modern, the recent ones. Yeah. The op yeah. centers do very well. Yeah, the the ship um, when you did the stuff in the Pacific recently, I think I think I, I listened to a lot of them, and they seem to have really good numbers as well. Cool, thank you. Uh, yeah, they're they're very they're very brief though. They're you know, in out hello goodbye. You know, fourteen to fifteen minutes now. Um, that seems to be kind of a magic length for a uh, a YouTube video. Is yes. you know keep it short and sweet. Most right. definitely. Yeah. Uh, you're, Jim, you're trying to keep a long story short. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sons over the yard arm. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Crack that bottle open. Yeah, I um, I'm looking at um, our numbers now. I'm looking at op centers. Oh, no, I don't want to do that. Stop it. <laughs> Gee, I know that music somewhere. Um <laughs> That's going to be my new Imperial March right there. That's going to be the year's <laughs> Wait, Jim, you're Imperial. You're on the wrong side, buddy. Oh. We're, we're the new American Empire. Here it comes. Ooh, <laughs> the revolution. Damn. We didn't conquer it. We didn't conquer it. We just bought it. It's fine. Okay, Jim, do you know what our number one video is right now? On YouTube? Yes. It is our Panzer Leader uh, yes. tutorial. Yes, it is. <laughs> 
like one of the sloppiest videos I ever made. And for some reason, that one just caught. And I don't know. The algorithm has spoken. I don't know. It's, this is in the last 28 days. So it's not even, you know, since this video came out, this is in the last 28 days. Well, that's just law. That's an actual mathematical theorem. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's the more hits something gets, the more hits it's going to right. get. Uh, when something gets a bit of momentum, it's, it just takes off because people say, oh, there's something going on there. I'll click on that. If you're scrolling through your YouTube feed and you see something with like 20 views, you're like, eh. If you see something with, what is it up to now, like 1,600 or something like that? Uh, let me look. Uh, you see something with a bunch of views. Yeah, you're going to 1,900, bud. 1,900, jeez. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I think YouTube's algorithms help there as well because, like you say, more views, they push more to get yeah. more people to look oh, at it. it it's, it's, it's literally math. Um, and I'm sure that's yeah. gets cooked into the, the algorithms that YouTube uses. Um, but, yeah, that's uh, that's the old law where it's like uh, in business they talk about it a lot. It's like 20% of your customers give you 80% of your revenue. Mm-hmm. 20% of your customers give you 80% of your complaints. Uh, you know, it's it's always that whole 80-20 thing. Um so yeah, the more the more views something gets, the more comments something gets, the more clicks, the more whatever, however it is you're tracking your metrics, uh, the more it gets, the more it's going to get. Just seems to be the right. I mean, I'm not a mathematician, but I've, I've read on it, and it's 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 a thing. So once something gets like above like a couple hundred, it kind of takes off a little. Yeah, yeah, it does. Some I'm... of the op centers, some of the op centers are approaching a thousand. Um, I know that's not terribly impressive for a lot of YouTube channels. Uh, for us, it's pretty good. No, I think it's um, grand. Yeah, because we're just going to start now. Um, but yeah, uh, I can see like uh, Chris's camo netting has you know 243 views, and it you know it, and it may not seem like a lot to some people out there, but that's a lot when you're talking about you know um, what we do and you know those type of things. So. No, I mean, everything is really doing pretty well. I mean, the view and bruise with Gaz, like your, uh, the one unboxing, that was your, um, what was it? The Pirates, right? Yeah, the Blood and Plunder. So, I mean, everything is, you know, it just depends. And to to Jim's point, yes, once it starts hitting in a certain number, then, you know, YouTube starts promoting it a little bit more, you know, posting it out there. But... Um, I think we're doing pretty darn good, but the op center, you know, just on a standpoint is high quality stuff. Cause there's a lot of effort put into it and you can tell, um, you know, and then the views, the view and brews are definitely up there. Wow. Look at that. Your, uh, Yom Kippur video has 847 views. Wow. Yeah, episode three. That's an old one too. Yeah. Episode three. It definitely grew. And you gained us eight subscribers because of that video. So sweet. Yeah. No, I mean, I, okay. So I think we're doing tremendous work. Um, we're doing tremendous work and you know, we, we know to grow, you have to, you can't stagnate or you don't grow. Right. So I think we do what we do best. I think the multi-prong approach is a good idea. I think like modern Mondays, just to, highlight something on modern so we keep to our roots is a good idea you know it's just a matter of, okay what is our next focus you know i.e rourke's drift or is or it the could, alamo we, we could, go ahead i was just we we could like focus a certain amount of time to moderns i mean we kind of already are but we could mm-hmm. formalize it a little if we wanted to mm-hmm. 
we don't really have anything coming out on Mondays. And as it is, we're having some some hangups with yeah. producing on Tuesdays and Thursdays anyway. Yes. So once we get that not, all straightened let's, out, let's then not, let's not add another yes, day to the schedule. I, I agree. Okay. I think at this point in time, you know, we, we take the time slots we've already started developing, get those working fluidly and regularly and then we can talk about other so i mean we can use the tuesdays or thursday slots to do modern stuff you know we don't have to dedicate another at this point because you know we would have to bring in additional people to help do that um, because you know everybody's got products they're doing and we also have regular lives we have to deal with um so you know it's unfortunately or fortunately depending on how you want to look at it this isn't our full-time job you know so and you know, in some cases, it's almost like a full-time job once you're doing production and editing and yada, you know, everything else you got to do for it. So, um, it's every single weekend. Yeah. So half, half, half of every Saturday and most of every Sunday is getting ready for the Sunday game. I basically don't have weekends anymore. So that's, you know, yeah, it's a lot of engagement. A lot of, you know, if, if there's people out there that are looking to, uh, take the next step in hobbying and reach out, Reach out to us and we'll see if, you know, there's a place for you on the command team. But for right now, we need to hone what we have, get it running like a well-oiled machine, and then we can go from there. So um, we'll just mix up our content and make sure we're hitting some modern stuff. But I do like the idea of picking an event, you know, as Gaz has suggested, and, you know, approaching it from different, you know, areas. Because, like I said, I liked how we did thirteen hour, um, thirteen days of thirteen hours, because it gave us structure, and I liked having that structure. So, um, you know, the next project will go much smoother. I can promise you that. Once we get the cameras set up, you know, there was a lot of uh, things from the tabletop aspect um, that could have run smoother, and that's because just the way things ended up, um, the timing of it, while I was trying to move to Florida, so. Um, but regardless of that, you know, you learn and you move on from there. So, um, the tabletop version is coming out and I promise you that it's still coming. I know I say that every time, but, uh, it's just, you know, that keeps taking a little longer than expected, but it's coming out. Um, so I think to answer people's comments and concerns out there, we will work on the, on the, um, modern content as well. And, you know, obviously like Jim said, 50, 50, um, you know, and then we'll start examining other, um, events like gas suggested, because I honestly, I like the variety when we work on projects, because I mean, as much as I like moderns and as you all know, you know, Chris and I started this channel three years ago now, Chris. Um, oh my God. it's been three years. Can you believe that? Um, you know, we had this idea of, you know, doing modern warfare only and because nobody else was really doing it at the time and we still really enjoy doing it and there's a lot to do but then you know we're we're still hobbyists and gamers at heart and we still have other interests i mean you know chris is doing some french indian warfare stuff um you know i still have the Rourke's drift or the alamo projects you know so um all those things. And, you know, I, I have Napoleonics. I still want to do at some point, you know, in six mil. And so, um, you know, there's a lot to do. And I know gas has probably got some areas of interest that he would like to explore. And I imagine Jim has some areas of interest that he would like to explore and Marty would as well. So, 
So, you know, um, while we stay to the main recipe, we want to start adding some side dishes, if you will. So, you know, mix up the menu a little bit. Any last comments on the direction of the channel? Do you guys comfortable with those ideas? The, the polyonics is a deep rabbit hole. a lifelong project. That was a big one. What, Chris? I, did I, I'm sorry, Chris. Did I hear you just volunteer to print the entire Waterloo battle on a one-to-one basis? No. <laughs> well, on a printer, you can do it in two runs. It's, it's, yeah. only, it's only 200,000 yeah. guys. We'll have that yeah. done in an afternoon. Yeah. Oh, if we, if we do it in six mil, right? You know? <laughs> all right um let's shift gears a little bit let's talk a little bit about gaming news and events um can i start because one thing just keeps popping up to me that will make an awesome next modern battle tabletop did you guys and obviously um somebody saw it because they posted it the seal team six made the rescue yep in nigeria damn it those and navy seals before- stealing all the glory well, the week before, it was the SAS, yeah. right? And a right? Tanker. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the SBS. I think oh, SBS, yeah. Sorry, SBS. <laughs> not to steal those guys' glory, because it might come knocking in the dark. <laughs> but, yeah. Their T didn't even get cold. That operation went so fast. <laughs> yeah. We yeah, talked about SBS in the Falklands episodes. We have not forgotten about the SBS. And you know what? I think they copied me. Because I've been talking about doing this whole scenario about the raiding a tanker, and damn it, the SBS had to go and show me up. We're still the tankers. <laughs> the SBS, and now, now it's modern history. The SBS are totally sit rep subscribers. They're like, oh, right? Yeah, that would be awesome. By the way, it would be. Um, they're like, you know what? We should we should bloody do that at one to one scale. Let's show these Americans how it's done. Next thing you know, they do it for real. You know what we need to do, Jim? I just thought of something. We need to find out their mailing address to their company or what squadron, whatever they call them and send them a box of t-shirts and sweatshirts and say, thanks for being supporters of the channel. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for stealing our ideas. (laughs) Can you take a picture, please? I I'm okay. If you fuss out your face, but you know, could you take a picture wearing your sweatshirts? That'd be cool. Oh my God! Like I said, we're running, we're running SAS in Iraq later today, and I was like, I want to get, to, I want to know what kind of weapons they use, what kind of gear they used. I went to British SAS in Iraq. I could not find a single picture with them with their actual faces, <laughs> either blurred out or blacked out. I think I found a couple where they were like in training. Yeah. And even then, they were wearing like masks and goggles and stuff like that. I'm like, holy crap, man! These guys don't play around. Nope. I was correct. You know what we need to do? We have a connection in the British Army. Here we go. <laughs> I think we should start out. You don't on air have a connection in the British Army that's got anything to say about that. <laughs> what I'm saying is, this said connection, we send him a care package of shirts and sweatshirts, and he gets some of his comrades together at the you know facility he works at and have a picture saying, we support the sit rep. Yeah. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be the target in the UK. So wrong. <laughs> when all the Muslims think they can't go with all that unless my guys in the UK, I've got his address because that's how bad we are for security. 
you can look us up on Google Earth, you'll see me waving. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that'd be quite cool. Yeah, that'd it would be cool. cool. So, uh, shot glasses, okay? Oh, Long shot glasses. Shot. You could do it for your next, uh, what do you call it, dine-in? You're, you know. That's how I... That's how I can definitely get them to do it. Just yeah, your next message. Oh, we, I'll send you the 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 tankards. All right, oh, yeah. The gym, official gym tankards. Oh, God. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah, with with the Battle of Oriskany on the table, you're going to hand it out to a bunch of British guys. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, hey, remember why, this one, fellas? <laughs> why? Why have we heard from from Gaz in a while? I, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Actually, they wouldn't mind. Number one, they probably wouldn't know it. Number two, there were no, really no British troops. There were no British troops at that battle. And number three, there was technically a crown victory. So yeah, they they probably wouldn't mind it very much. I kid you not. They'd think it was Eastern Front Second World War. <laughs> 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 when, I, when I first joined, when I first joined Beasts of War back in the day, the number of different ways Orkishani was uh, mispronounced. <laughs> like twelve of them. I'm like, guys, it's not that hard. It's a four-letter word. It's four-syllable word. But it's a little unfamiliar to a lot of people, so yeah. no worries. So getting back to it, so SEAL Team Six does it again. So between them and the SBS, there's two new scenarios that can be played out. Pretty cool. All There's right, Chris. Looking at it, isn't there? Yeah. Chris, what do you got for us news-wise? Uh, news-wise, there's a lot of news. There's a lot of news. Uh, Empress Miniatures dumped a lot of miniatures out onto the market this week. Um, from everything from uh, some new modern stuff, mm-hmm. some uh, Vietnam stuff. Uh, we've got some uh, Huey Crews. Yeah, I know. Those are nice. Runners. Yeah. Yeah, they, they look good. Uh, we've got, uh, let's see what else. we got some World War One. We've got some towed artillery, some howitzers. Um, and right. they're in a more colonial uniform, so you could use them for um, Bathsheba. Yeah, it was the anniversary of Bathsheba yesterday. Right. So the last major cavalry charge uh, in the world, you know, like uh, the Australian light horse yesterday. So that was uh, the anniversary of that yesterday. What else do we have? We have Full Metal Miniatures brought out a whole bunch of uh, Vietnamese uh, civilians mm-hmm. that look really good. Um, we've got um, Company B brought out some 1941 uh, American infantry for the Philippines. So very early war. So they almost look British. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And then we've got from uh, Grey Matter Games. I believe that's the name of the yeah Gray for Now games. That's what it is. Um, they got their new expansion for uh, Test of Honor coming out as well, and that looks really interesting because right. it gets more into the clans and it gives them more special rules for the clans. It's it looking really good. And then we've got some um, more Empress stuff for uh, Afghanistan, mm-hmm. but it's not. Well, I guess it could be used for modern. It's an ox cart um, for civilians. A lot, we're seeing a lot of um, civilian models coming into uh, our gameplay now. Um, I noticed First Corps has gotten a bunch of refugees coming out for their for uh, miniatures. Um, and then um, I found a new company out putting out new modern miniatures. 
I think they're still working on the sculpts at this moment. Let's see if I can pronounce. Is that uh, Anthelac or whatever it's called? Yeah, Anthelotic Wargames. Yes. Yeah. They look really good. I've got, I've got posts up for all the links for all that on our Facebook group. Um, and what else has come out? We've they've also got some civilians. Yeah, yeah I'm looking out. at them right now. They call it blue light miniatures. I think is what, blue the, light. Yeah. Yeah, um, they look good. What else has come out there? Our friends at Miniature Building Authority have gotten some new stuff coming out. Yeah, more Adobe style kind of buildings and walls. Yep. Um, I've, I did a lot of posting this week. A and Sitrep, um, Specter Miniatures has got some new miniatures coming out. Yeah, which was nice to see. And the Halloween special. Yes, and the the, the costume one. Yeah, yep. I I was a little surprised because I hadn't seen anything for so long, and then all of a sudden there's like four or five new miniatures, mm-hmm. and I was really pleased to see that. Um, Plastic Soldier Company, they've got. Some new 20 mil SS coming out in their Sinocast. Mm-hmm. So in the new plastic, that's coming out. I've seen Pierce painted some. Yeah, I'm looking at them right now. I'm sharing my screen to you guys on uh, on Skype if you God, can see it. They're so gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. And Empress also brought out some new vehicles in resin for World War II. Um Actually, some Canadian vehicles for for World War II uh, yeah. and the British version as well. Um, oh, Renedra mm-hmm. has brought out or is bringing out a plastic Adobe style two story and three story building kit. So that'll be good for historical and for modern. Yeah, yeah, isn't that a? Uh, it's like a three building kit. Is, yeah, am I yeah, yeah. The right one. Yeah, yeah. Those look pretty nice. Yeah. So I was also admiring this guy's work. Uh, it's from a site called um, Walkabout Games. He's painting up some Anzacs, and they look damn good. They look They're really good. Done. My uh, Anzac army is uh, probably about three or four days away from being finished. Wow. Uh, for right now, and then I'm back to the uh, NVA and VC. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm hoping to play games by december very nice now is this uh contrast paints you used on these guys yeah i i use mostly contrast paints because i want to turn out the stuff nice I, I i i've learned in the last two years or three years that i've got so much stuff and if i ever want to play it i gotta uh-huh. start turning it out a little bit faster yeah so i have been using my own the gw contrast paints but i have been making my own gw contrast paints oh really and i'm trying to work out a way of showing how to make those uh-huh. on video no so walk, walk about contrast yeah walk <laughs> <about>. <laughs> contrast paints are nothing new they yeah. everybody thinks they're this amazing new product no it, it's been around forever i think my dad taught me how to make contrast paints uh, my dad's also the one who taught me how to use oil paints hmm. when painting miniatures and models and stuff like that. And oil paints is one of those things that I think it's been around since the thirties. People did yeah. that technique, but things have just improved, you know, with new products, yeah. things change. They, they improve what it looks like. Nice. New marketing. Yeah. 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 Um, 
But uh, other than that, I think that is it for new items. I don't think I've missed anything. No, I think you did pretty good. I wanted to mention another thing. And again, this is historical, but not modern. Have you seen what the Perry's are doing with the Civil War campaign that they are? Yeah. It, was, it, it is uh, insane. The uh, table they're using. And the, we'll pictures, too. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. One of these days, I got to oh, get invited to their house. Yeah. Um, I think it was Alan. Alan was on uh, War Games Illustrated's uh, YouTube channel yeah. the other day he interviewed. And he was talking about his Egyptian Napoleonic mm-hmm. campaign ministry. And I had yeah. no idea some of the history behind that. And it was very fascinating. Yeah. It's very early Napoleonic. Yeah. Very. Like uh, 17, 1805. 1798 to 99 was like the, the camp, the Nile campaign. Yeah. It, it yeah. goes back a ways. Yeah. Is that, is it, is it just an urban legend or is that where the Sphinx supposedly lost his nose? Apparently it lost his nose from a cannon shot. Yeah, Napoleon took a shot at with one of his uh, 12-pounders or something. I've yeah, never yeah, known something. how accurate that is, but uh, that's Wait a minute, who lost their nose? The, the Sphinx. Sphinx. Oh. The statue in Egypt. Yeah? I think Napoleon's gunners literally shot it off. Shut like, up, really? That's what I've heard. That, that, yeah. that, does, not, that does not have the risk any, uh, you know, seal of approval, but that, that that is what I've heard. No kidding. That's what I've read. That's what I heard through the rumor uh, mill as well. Yep. Well, see, you learn something every day on this channel. Now you know why the Sphinx doesn't have a nose. Damn, Napoleon. <laughs> he did it in spite of his face. He'll get his coat now. I mean, we've got, we've got Americans. We've got Englishmen on the channel. We can all agree that the French are terrible. <laughs> Wait a minute, Chris. Are you French-Canadian? I'm, I'm a Canadian. And I can definitely state that. Oh, no. <laughs> Apologies to all of our French viewers, but no, I'm just kidding. Um, there goes both of them. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, well, what are you going to do? All right. Well, that uh, catches up on the news. And, hey, to everybody out there listening, if you have things you'd like to, you know, bring us up to date speed on as far as news, Make sure you you know post on our Facebook page or join our Discord channel for conversations there. Um, most definitely. So, well, in fact, I've just thought of one that. Yeah. So we mentioned on the news last time uh, briefly the Canadian sections for bolt action of the DJ. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, their bundles for that are now up for pre-order on Warlord Games. Oh. Okay. Um, so okay, they, they cool bundled up. pre-existing models together to make up the sections. Um, I think, uh, what was it they were doing? They were doing, um, so they were doing the Luftwaffe field divisions, uh, the Waffen SS, mm-hmm. the 12th SS Hitler Jugend. Jugend. Yeah. Uh, and then I think the rest, uh, oh, German grenadiers were in there for the Germans as well. And then I think the rest was predominantly British Army, British commandos, you know, because it's very similar equipment and kit. Um, but they've bundled them. So you can literally just buy a bundle to, to play the campaign, yeah. which is quite cool. In fact, on the same one, uh, Victory at Sea is now up for pre order for the starter fleets with the rule books. In hardback, uh, aren't they? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Damn it. Um, and again, that was uh, Royal Navy, Imperial Japanese Navy, U.S. Navy, and the Kriegsmarine. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty good. In fact, on the, the World War II front, 
uh, Battlefront Miniatures have just released um, a new sort of accessory set uh, for each of the nations that is um, something like 20 tokens, a couple of objectives and 16 dice. And their acrylic token sets from Battlefront are really, really nice. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've, they've sort of done one for each of the the main nations. I think there's one for the Waffen separately as well. Nice. Uh, and they've done some for Team Yankee. So you can um, get the same setup, but for the Team Yankee sets, if you want to do mm-hmm. a, a route to date modern. Yeah, I have um, a token set for the Americans for Team Yankee when they, the original ones they produced when the sets first came out back when. So, no, they, they're really nice tokens. They, they do a really nice job. And I like how they uh, back them with the felt. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's really good for mats because I found with some of the plastic bases, if you have the tag still sort of on the edge of your base and you mm-hmm. move it across the the neoprene mats, it can sometimes you you get that snag feeling, mm-hmm. and you don't want that on a mat because you bought the mat to, right. to protect your table as that. But um, I think they had a couple of new army bags as well, like a drab green one for the World War Two and a sort of a modern bright camo for the Team Yankee one. Excellent. And they had um, a yeah. final thing they had. Um, there was a. It did catch my eye. Was um, like an art book, uh, like the Art of War or something, mm-hmm. which is um, it's a combination of the last fifteen years mixed illustrations from Flames of War. Yeah, I think it's Second World War uh, where it's been focused on. But they do some really nice artwork if you like that. Their covers and the artwork through their books. I think it is purely just an art book, but it was. Uh, that was in amongst it for the December releases as well. Yeah, that, I mean, that's a nice reference. Um, yeah, I thought those were really good. And there was something I was just going to say, and I totally forgot. Um, but, yeah. Um, dang it, I can't remember. Okay. So, okay, projects. Chris, what are you working on currently? Uh, Anzax will be finished this week for Vietnam. I'm just doing the finishing basing nice uh well finished until i get a new centurion tank um and then i'm starting the nva i've primed cleaned and primed all my warsaw pack for north hag okay i am printing uh clear acrylic well clear resin flight stands for all my aircraft Mm -hmm. hopefully this week if the resin shows up um I've almost finished my first 13 pirates for blood and plunder. Jeez. Uh, what else? Do you oh, ever I've been sleep? Um, defenses for Juno beach as well. So I've got, uh, Belgian gates being printed and log, um, teller mine logs and, uh, a bunch of other things being printed. I've also printed a couple of, the actual replicas of the bunkers that were on Juno beach. Mm -hmm. I think for, I think it's Nan green, you know, was it Nan green? Yeah. Nan green. So I've got that. There's Nan and Mike in the east of a red and green sector. So there's, yeah. 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 I've been there. They've actually built built a cafe in one of the old German bunkers. You can buy like an ice cream there. (laughs) Yeah. Right along. And I'm also printing the beach walls. Huh? That's what I've been up to. Nice. So it's been a quiet week. Yeah, it sounds like it. Do you sleep at all? Uh, no. <laughs> He's a machine. 
it's out of control. What is, what is this sleep of you speak of? That's <laughs> <laughs> a good time to sleep when dead. Yeah, and also, oh, yeah, I'm painting a whole bunch of stuff for my son for Star Wars. Nice. So, yeah. That's me. All right. Gaz? No, none for me this week. Uh, I've been having a bit of a reorg of, of space and such. Uh, um, I did receive through... I, Picked up for myself a, a new table that's a fold-away one. Okay. So I can scale up. It's from uh, GameMat.eu. Um, it's a 6 by 4 and it should be able to fold down to, well, I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, essentially it's something you can, you know, tuck by a sofa or behind something. So um, I'll probably get some pictures of that as I go through the process, maybe do a video on it once I understand how to put it up and break it down swiftly uh-huh. uh, as a bit of a review for people uh, it's a considerable investment i know marty and i were chatting about it but for for those of us that have got i live in a small flat so um space is a massive premium where i am to be able to compact down a six by four and tuck it away that's not just wood being put on a small table so you bang it or it slides um it'd be quite quite cool to have Sure. If I had gas money, I would have bought two of them. But <laughs> uh, and I've been picking up some gaming mats, so maybe I'll look into covering a few of the deep cut mats. That oh, awesome! And pick up. You know what? You um, could. I was just thinking, Gaz. Um, you could do kind of like a little bit of a series. See, here I go again. Other people do work. Uh, a series on gaming in limited space or compact spaces. You know how to do yeah. the, get the most of gaming in a in a small space. Yeah, I mean, I think my, what's, this is probably two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, maybe nine or 10 foot wide and probably 17, 18 feet long. And that's my kitchen and my living area, my dining area all together. So even the glass table I've got in here will be tucked out the way so that I can all put a table in. Gotcha. Uh, it sounds like uh, the, the staff NCO BEQs that we used to. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It, it's almost basically neither, the quarters they used to call them. Yeah, neither of the bedrooms with what's in them, just the beds and such, have enough space for me to put a six by four up. So it's got to be in here and it had to be able to be packed away. So a bit of a juggle around to, to make it so that I can hobby, which is kind mm-hmm. of crazy when we're in the time of the situation where I'll have nobody around to hobby either. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I know. What a great time to plan all this in when nobody <laughs> can actually come and play. Um, well, so then the, so that's anyway. when we have to start exploring, okay, we're all locked down, nobody can socialize, yada, yada. Let's talk virtual gaming, right? How do we virtually game in the virtual world? And Jim has a show on Sundays where he does virtual gaming, you know, and we can look at other options at some point. So how do we help the people with their hobby when they can't be together. Yeah. So. Uh, we just have them send all their stuff to me and I'll play with it. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm hoping... He needs opponents on Sunday. That's right, guys. <laughs> yeah, each other. I'll just run the game. <laughs> uh, I was also, I put into an order two White Dragon miniatures for some British infantry, but unfortunately they're out of stock at the moment. Oh. Uh, I messaged them directly. He said they're going to be back in stock hopefully in the next week or two. That all might change because we're going back into lockdown next week. Yeah. Um, so, well, I say we. I say we. I don't mean me necessarily because we've been told we'll work on regardless, but uh, we shall see what happens with that. 
But uh, to make it fair, they're just going to take away all your days off. So, you know, you got to take off for you. They did that one of the other units on camp. They actually did that. Oh, <laughs> they, uh, they didn't take yeah. away our time off. They told us we were taking time off on it. They, the entire yeah. company shut down for a week. Yeah. Because so they did too much, similar, too much vacation, and it was like, all right, guys, we know what's going to happen. We're going to come off of lockdown, and the entire company is going to be on vacation for two months. That can't happen. So rather than take away your time off, you're going to get your time off. We're just going to tell you that you're taking some of it right now, mm-hmm. and don't yeah. bitch about it. Yeah, kind of. They'd have been all right if they'd have done that to all three units on my station. But well, they did it to one of the three units. So you can imagine some lads looking at us going, oh, you've had leave took off your card, have you? <laughs> don't, don't laugh so fast. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> it ain't over yet. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see what brings. I, I won't know anything until tomorrow when we go in. But um, So, yeah, if I do get the time, then I'll have time to do some filming and some hobby. And if not, then it'll just be, we're just getting fragged at the minute. So my hobby is very small. Gotcha. All right. Martin? Well, as I stated earlier, uh, I got into Blood and Plunder. So I have a private uh, or a pirate and privateers starter set. Mm-hmm. I have a French starter set and a uh, and the bark, uh, one of the smaller boats, mm-hmm. like the next step down from a uh, sloop. So I figured that was probably enough to, to be able to get me to be able to play a small game. So uh, the bark is almost done. Uh, the privateer starter box is primed. Uh, and the French in true fashion are sitting underneath my desk, not doing a damn thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I mean, the, between the two starter sets, it's like 50 dudes. So, you know, I figure I you know, better take it easy there. Uh, as well as I have, uh, let's see, uh, so I took the Desperado uh, starter set, the we- the Western, uh, not starter set, uh, core box, the Western game Desperado uh, that uh, uh, Knuckle Duster yep. uh, does. So I built uh, the three buildings for Cowtown, four if you include the outhouse. Uh, so I built those. Those are all done. Uh, and then, uh, I primed and started painting some of those characters. I think there's, uh, 13 of them, maybe 14, 15, right in that ballpark. So, so yeah, I've got a ton of little dudes, uh, on my, uh, on my desk right now. And then, uh, I think I'm going to maybe make some play mats. You know, you, you guys are all, you know, getting the really cool ones. Uh, I'm going to make some, so (laughs) I didn't know you could knit. <laughs> well, you know, I'm a man of many talents, Gaz. Don't hate. <laughs> Crochet, knitting, it's all that. I mean, come on. You, you know, you got me knitting. I'm pretty sure you're putting helicopters back together with duct tape, so let's not judge things. <laughs> uh, 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 when, in all seriousness, when my girlfriend and I first met, I had just gotten out of I had just gotten out of the Marine Corps and something came up and I started sewing, like to repair something that tore. She's like, I can't believe you know how to sew. I'm like, What are you talking about? Yeah, like, it's like Marines still have to snow. I'm like, dude, we have to put on our own rank insignia. We're always, you know, altering our own clothes. The yeah, Marines are some sewing, some sewing fools. Well, yeah, and, and you know how to sew. Off you know. the field. Yeah. <laughs> My parents made sure I knew how to sew before I went into the army. Yeah. 
And if yeah. you didn't know, they taught you. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, you, you got to learn. Yep. But uh, uh, other than that, so Chris and I have been uh, super busy uh, setting up the studio in Chris's basement as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, lot, lots of equipment, lots of stuff that we don't know nothing about. Uh, Bill can attest to that through the many phone calls and messages. Uh, but uh, we have, uh, I mean, we're at the, like the 95% solution here. So, you know, when you get a chance to come over and check it out, you can tell us where we've jacked it up and no problem. Tweak it I definitely will tell you up. where it's wrong. Yeah. yeah. No, shocker. <laughs> we didn't see that coming, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, I mean, we are on the cusp of being able to produce content here and, uh, we're, we're pretty uh, excited about that. So, yep. you know, we so, figured we can, uh, you know, maybe do some playthroughs on games and whatnot as, uh, as well as, uh, little bit of hobbying content you know we'll just kind of see where that takes us as we uh, go along yep. the foxhole is dug it's now position improvement time yep i think that's uh i think that's it i mean you know i'm not i'm not cool like chris you know <laughs> I, I don't i don't i don't have 17 printers running 24 7 as well as i You've got one. Somebody you don't know how to use it. Chris has to have a small army of, of like children or elves. He's or got oompa loompas. Yeah, he's got to have something. Yeah, yeah. There's no way he's doing this solo. I'm not buying it. I'm <laughs> <laughs> gonna have to record myself daily, constantly, so you guys see me painting this stuff. You're gonna, you're gonna, have, you're gonna have to put up a live stream, and it just stays on. Yeah. All right, James, you are up. Oh, it's going to be a short one. Uh, practically nothing. Um, yeah, a little bit of burnout and uh, a whole lot of other stuff going on. Yeah. Um, we are keeping the lights on as far as the Sunday uh, games. Uh, so we're still working on that um, as far as, uh, you know, putting together virtual games for the community and uh, things of that nature. Um, again, to address the question from earlier in the show, if you guys get back to me and let me know which Valor and Victory Modern sets you guys are interested in, I will put them together into print sheets if that's what you're looking for. I just can't do all of them because there are like literally six or seven complete sets, each with at least two or three factions. So seven sets times two factions times at least two or three sheets per faction. You're talking about like, what was it, like almost 40 sheets? At cool. two hours apiece, that that's not that's that's just not realistic. Um, so that'll be part of my hobby apparently um, going forward. So if you guys let me know which ones you're looking for, yeah, I'll definitely get started on those. Can I get you Other to print that, those out and cut them for me too, Jim? Yeah, sure. <laughs> coffee and beans too. While you're at it, <laughs> so your flippers. <laughs> just don't be surprised if they end up someplace you didn't expect them. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right well uh to wrap it up so obviously i haven't done too much uh just been doing some consulting to my fine friends there at uh the sit rep studio east um as they get it set up and then uh, so we'll have two studios up there in sit rep headquarters land uh, when i move back to the original headquarters we'll have the second studio up and running so we can do some production there because we have enough equipment to do several setups so um hopefully we'll be able to do some you know start cranking out the material on a regular basis 
Um, so yeah, other than that, I have not really done any hobbying. Uh, it's just been crazy down here as we decide where we're living this week. Um, so, you know, again, I'm moving back to Illinois. Um, so do I, you and Don have to roll for initiative to decide where you're going to live next week? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it does seem like that, doesn't it? So. <laughs> Uh, Bill, Bill, and uh, yeah, they're on the, the old. What's it? The old D and D, like they call them, like wandering monster tables. Yes. Like, where are they this week? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Encounter a random Bill and Dawn. Oh, okay. I hope they're friendly. What's their alignment? They're 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 they're, they're chaotic, angry right now. Uh, <laughs> right. Which reminds me, you know, uh, there's this really awesome modern uh, RPG game out there. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. Maybe when you know the colder winter months set in and people are locked down in their house and they need some socialization but can't, maybe we can get another RPG campaign going there in the old HK Ops. If you guys don't know what HK Ops is, you need to check back on some of the live streams. They're on YouTube, right, Jim? We have them copied yeah. onto live too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so I I know we did them Twitch. Like I just, six hours a piece, but they're there. <laughs> so, um, you know, you don't obviously don't have to listen to six hours an episode, but you know, you can scan through it and get an idea of HK Ops. Now, this is Jim's homebrewed game. I mean, so you guys, um, it's a really good. And I am going to dedicate my time, God willing, and the flood waters don't rise to the next uh, campaign. I know there's a couple of people who are really interested in playing a, another campaign. So, um, you know, hopefully we can do that. But it's a r- really good time. And we can get four dedicated, and I mean dedicated yeah. with a capital D, four dedicated players. Um, yeah, like you, you said, it, you, you actually hit the nail right on the head. You said, we need to get another campaign going. And I'm like, okay, I'll be there when everyone else is there. When right. we get a campaign going, like a crew, um, we can we can start to discuss it, but right now it's just way too much work to do on like the idea that maybe some people will be uh, interested in coming on this journey with us, mm-hmm. so to speak. You know, so, so put, put on your walking shoes because we're going for a, we're going for a little a little trip. Excellent. So, Jim, any uh, any any thoughts on uh, concept for the next one? Like, uh, you know, I don't you know think? if there's. I don't know if there's going to be a next one. It depends on what the players say. Well, uh, sign me up. I'm dedicating. I am putting the oath of enlistment right now. Yes. uh, I (laughs) do solemnly swear to defend the constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. I solemnly swear to play HK ops every scheduled session. (laughs) Um, Well, so far we've done, Oh God. Uh, we started off in Mexico in cartel land. We did, uh, okay. So for people who may not know, cause super fast, we're running out of time. Um, we're talking about modern, like happened yesterday happens next week. Um, you know, uh, our, uh, military RPG. We played, yeah. We, we played, uh, technically, uh, pri- private military contractors mm-hmm. and we chose that route because Ooh. we thought that it would allow people to, uh, a little bit more freedom in character generation. You don't have to be from the same country. You don't have to be in the army or the Marines or, you know, Navy SEALs. You can be like us, like Jen plays a South, a former South African SWAT or whatever they call them, star police officer or whatever. Uh, we've got, um, you know, a Danish, guess who this is, uh, a Danish, uh, sniper that used to like shoot poachers in Greenland or something. Um, Big dog. Yep. 
So, uh, yeah, and then, you know, so, we, yeah, we've been to Mexico, we've been to Venezuela, um, it's this little island, like, between uh, Japan and North Korea, spent a lot of time in Syria, I think we did, like, four sessions in Syria, four or five, six hours apiece, we did, like, 30 hours in, in Syria, um, yeah, so we're all over the place, so, yeah, it's based in, like, you work for a PMC company, and I think it's Alexandria, like, right outside the Beltway, up there in Virginia somewhere. Uh, so you're close to Langley and Quantico and all that kind of stuff. And, um, yeah, from there, you just get missions. And, like, it's a, it's a kind of a globetrotting campaign. You know, you go wherever. So as far as, like, what the campaign concept is, uh, Marty, that, that's what it is. What the next campaign would be depends on, you know, what players are you know, kind of interested in the basic campaign is set up. You're a member of Phalanx Multinational right. Consulting, PMC, private military contractor. It's, you know, nice and easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get sent off on missions. The group gets sent off on missions. There's a team, you have a case officer. He's kind of like your boss, or at the moment, I think it's a she, she's kind of like your boss. Uh, you know, you get sent out on these little, you know, missions and you have to do the mission and, you know, come back. You're an XP. You try to keep your sanity intact. Um, and things like that. We there's a little bit of military realism in it as far as detail and, and things like that, but it's mostly character driven. Yeah. And it's uh it's pretty realistic. Or at least it aims to be yeah. semi realistic. There's no resurrection spells, there's no health packs, there's no you know, wizards, there's no clerics. You get shot, you are probably dead. Or if not dead, you're knocked out of the mission because you're gonna be recovering somewhere for a while. Um one time our, our friend Brun got hit, his character got hit. He was in some kind of rehab for like 17 weeks or something. I mean, there's actually a chart that says, oh, you need this many months to come back from this level and this many months to come back from this one level. And, you know, you make a die roll and then your doctor makes a die roll. And there's, there's an actual like medical recovery uh, mechanic in there. Mm-hmm. You can lose uh, willpower. You can lose sanity. You can lose humanity. You're, you can actually get PTSD in this game. Your character can. Um, we, we try to make it a little realistic, but at the same time, it's a, it's a light role playing game that we want to have fun with. You, um, do you try to minimize the, uh, uh, hurry up and wait. It's always your turn. <laughs> <laughs> the game system is, uh, is, is the, the actual mechanics are very light. I don't know. Have you seen any of the episodes? No, um, I, I they're, they're, they're really, like they're how, really how realistic. It is. And the, you know, the hurry no. up and wait is a thing that people don't, expect yeah. when they're thinking about military stuff no it's i mean I don't know, uh, bill if you can speak to you i think you were in a couple episodes mm-hmm. um especially the combat system it's it's pretty quick yeah it's yeah pretty quick you're not you're not sitting there going oh i have 2.5 actions left in my action pool i draw a magazine from my pouch that is 0.5 actions okay insert magazine into magazine well retract charging handle oh that's another seven actions no it's not like it's Shit, there's a tango. Take him. I missed. Shit, he shot back. I'm hit. I'm undercover. You know, it's it's pretty it's pretty fast. Yeah. I was talking more about the two and a half hours waiting on green ramp. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, no, it's it's private military contractor, so you're working for a business. Yeah, so. it's it's uh, times uh, money, yeah. bud. Times yeah. money. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, so they don't have field day then. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. All right, you get the mop. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. I roll dexterity plus mop. I fail. I <laughs> All right, well, on that mop, disappointing note. Dexterity plus dodge, you know, jump out of the way of the water. Yeah. So on that disappointing note, we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show. Um, so... <laughs> 
Guys, any last thoughts before we close out the show this week? Uh, just real quick, uh, one of the people commented they would like to see us add the links to everything we talk about in the show. I promise to do that on the next one once I'm back in familiar settings and I have all my computers in front of me um, and not working off of one laptop. So um, I heard you, I listened to you, and we will make sure we get the links put in for all the uh, things we talk about. Um, so somebody's going to have to take notes. So, um, all right. So that's it for me. Anybody else with last thoughts? Uh, on that note, much of that stuff that, that we uh, talked about, Chris has already posted to the Facebook page. So if you're yes. a Facebooker, check that. Most definitely. Most definitely. So, yes, everything that we talk about, uh, our social media director, that would be uh, Chris, is posted to our Facebook page. Also, uh, we do talk about quite a bit of stuff in our Discord channel. Um, Jim's kind of like our over, the grand overseer of the uh, Discord channel. So, um, you know, make sure if you have comments or questions, you jump on our Discord channel, uh, Set Rep Podcast, and you can uh, join us there and check out some of stuff there as well. So in the meantime, uh, for everybody on the podcast, I want to say thank you for joining us, and we will see you next time. Where in hell are you from anyway, Private? That was the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> wrong bank. Here, let me try this. Okay.